you made a great decision joining in the trenches with Dave Lapham because our guest today, Chris Sims, this guy knows football, football savant, and he loves to talk football. I love to talk football with him. He and his dad, Phil, are great friends of our podcast. We're very, very appreciative of that. And uh, Chris joins us to talk about the Super Bowl. A lot of great insight, his thoughts about the Super Bowl. Then, of course, we talk about Joe Burrow and where he ranks amongst quarterbacks in the National Football League, what the Bengals' future looks like. A lot of very, very interesting football conversation with Chris Sims. Thanks for joining us once again in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, coming from the outstanding studios. And what an outstanding guest we have today. None other than the great, and I mean great, Chris Sims. Covered this man when he played at Texas, outstanding. 26 and 6 as a starting quarterback for the Longhorns. That's right. 20 games over the loss. 26 and 6. There we go. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tennessee uh, Titans, Denver Broncos as a player, Patriots assistant coach. He's played. He's coached at the NFL level. Now football night in America, pro football talk live, Sunday night football final. This guy is here, there, everywhere. He is the man. Welcome, sir. Thanks, man. Always good to be in the trenches with Dave Lapham. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. I love talking ball with you, and uh, thanks for for listing off some of my accomplishments in life and always making me sound like a better player than I was. I appreciate that about you, Dave. <laughs> I enjoyed, I enjoyed you, you know, cause at a very young age, you knew your football. You, you're, you're definitely, you're definitely a guy that understands the game of football. Of course, a guy uh, who has a, a dad like Phil Sims has uh, pretty, pretty good situation. You grew up around the game. You grew up right around the game, didn't you? Yes, I did. No, no question. I mean, there was very few days uh, where, you know, dad didn't re, you know, regurgitate something Bill Parcells had told him or taught him once. Uh, and football, it's, you know, it's the family business. I get a lot of people that come up to me even to this day. Hey, sorry, I don't mean to don't mean to bother you talking about football or whatever. And I'm like, what? Well, it's what I love to do. I'd, I'd rather, you know, there's nothing I'd rather talk about. And uh, it was very fortunate not only to be around that growing up with my dad and the, the glory years of the NFC and the NFC East was such a great experience, but then was really fortunate, you know, not, not only to go to Texas with Mac Brown, but be with a guy like John Gruden, get to see a guy like Jeff Fisher do it a different way. And he was successful in his own right. And then yeah. to go see Josh McDaniels in Denver and start to get a taste of that new England way of life. Uh, has certainly you know increased my knowledge throughout the years, and I'm very grateful for all those things. Yeah, I've taken a little bit from everywhere, and that's what uh, that's what smart people do. And you're definitely that. How, your dad's performance, 20 out of 22, the biggest game of his life. He plays almost to perfection. I mean, literally. Uh, that, I mean that that's rare when you can say I played my best at the biggest moment. Everybody strives for that. And he did. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Special day. Still can remember it. January 25th, 1987. I was six and a half years old. It was first day we had I'm going to Disney World, right? My father was famous <laughs> for that. 
My yep. dad's team also kind of start, you know, my dad's all team. Another cool thing about them is they're responsible for the Gatorade shower, right? They're the team that made the Gatorade shower a thing. Right. So a lot of cool things about that football team. And uh, I'd be lying as much as I like a Joe Burrow or a Mahomes or a Jalen Hurts. When the Super Bowl starts every game, I always root for a few incompletions. So dad's record of 22 or 25 will stay intact. And he'll tell you he should have been twenty four at twenty five. I think he had a he had a drop, and then he had a no no pass interference call. So he'll he'll let you know if he's you know loose and relaxed and feeling himself that he should have been twenty four or twenty five. Twenty two of twenty five. That is that's incomprehensible. It really is, man. All right, so let's let's talk about the Super Bowl and and the yeah. quarterbacks that played in the Super Bowl. I I really have a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts because, I mean. Basically, he was told, you know, by by Saban, look, you just you're not throwing the ball well enough. You know, two right. is our guy. Sorry, you're you're right. you're benched. He goes to Oklahoma, and you know, he gets with a quarterback uh, whisper a little bit there. But bottom line, it's him. He worked at it, and the way he threw the football in that game, I mean, it was dominant. He was putting it in places that were perfection, unbelievable. Oh. He, he might have had the three greatest throws I've ever seen him make all in the one drive. I mean, that, that you know, I mean, really. But you're right. It's a testament to him. It's it's everything we knew about him, you know, but now we're getting to see the, the you know, the fruits of his labor as far as him working. And then, again, here's another example of a guy. You can change throwing mechanics. You can, you know, tweak things and become better. It takes a lot of repetition. It takes work. And, Patrick Mahomes changed himself from last year to this year. You heard me, Joe Burrow changed himself from rookie year to second year just because he knew there was things he had to improve. So it's possible. And yeah, that's where, hey, we went into this year knowing the Eagles were going to be awesome. I picked them to go to the NFC Championship game and lose to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, right? So, but I, the thing I questioned was, yeah, is Jalen Hurts going to be able to throw the ball at a consistently good level? And I think it's it was fair to question that with the way the year ended last year. And we knew they were the last few years kind of in the available quarterback market because I think of some of those concerns. But, you know, good thing nothing happened because they built a team and an offense around him that's, that's special. And, you know, he played really well. There's no doubt about it. But I still think, Dave, the star of the show was, still would be the Kansas City Chiefs defense and what they did to overcome some of the odds and things they had to overcome to win that football game. I agree with you. I thought, I mean, Spagnolo said, I got to take away something. So he had Bolton and those linebackers playing downhill. And they said, we're going to stop the running game. And I'm going to make Jalen Hurts beat me. I'm going to make him prove it. And he proved exactly. it. You know, I mean, but he still lost the football game. He right. took away that running game. And it was like, man, that, that was just Spagnolo. He stuck by his guns. Even when Hurst is making throughout, he's thinking, how much longer can he do this? You know, I'm, yeah, I'm still going to yeah. stop the run. And they controlled the run. And Kansas City ran it. It was just a reverse of what I thought might take place. I know. I know. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I, I picked the Chiefs to win the game. I thought they might be able to do some of the things they did in the game. I was scared. I was scared about the Eagles steamrolling them a little bit like they did in the first quarter, you know, early in the second quarter where I went, man, they're just so big and I don't know if they're going to be able to stop them and they're just going to chew up clock. But, you know, back to what you said with Spag, because I just got done watching this film of both sides of the ball not long ago. And it's one of the most 
calculated, risky game plans in the history of the Super Bowl. You know, to your point of the linebackers playing downhill, I mean, they play, they they risked it all. They played some plays where I'd go, oh my gosh, they're leaving guys open. They're playing cover zero on first down because they were going to stop the run to your point. And yeah, yeah, it was a gamble and it barely paid off because like you said, Jalen Hurts made some throws and made some plays. But, you know, the fact that 24 to 14 come out championship drive 24 21 and then to me one of the biggest drives of the game was yes the eagles go down the field on the drive that we talk about we're talking about jalen hurts made three phenomenal throws the out route to goddard a crossing route to i think it was quez Watkins, and then he actually had a post down the middle dropped uh you know a little misplayed by by quez Watkins as well but but you know the Chiefs holding them to a field goal on that drive, where you were going, wait, it's 24-21, okay, they got a chance, and then you went, wait, hold them to a field goal, 27-21, and it kind of looked like the Chiefs and Mahomes, the drive before, got things going. You know that to me was a monumental part of the game. The fact that they held that Eagles offense to only 11 points in the second half, and of course, you know made the biggest play of the game where as great as Jalen Hurts game was that was one of the biggest blunders in Super Bowl history with that fumble and Nick Bolton picking it up and running for a touchdown no question I mean you look at he he rushed for three touchdowns in the Super Bowl nobody had ever done that he rushed for three touchdowns and threw for over 300 yards only the fourth guy to do it in any time in the NFL history regular season or postseason I mean those are crazy and he loses that's how tough it is to win the Super Bowl, and and you know, and, I, and I'm looking at the Chiefs, and I'm thinking, look at them run the football, and look at them stay with it. They're down, like you to your point, by 10, 24, 14. What do they do? Come out and hand it to Pacheco to start the second half. I'm like, dude, they're staying with the running game. They go yes, down they and they were. score. I'm like, they're right back at it. I mean, it's like we're gonna stick stick to our guns. What they have like 23, 24 minutes time of possession to score 31 points. Efficient, you know. I mean, and Chris, what about what about the deal? <laughs> Two touchdowns off the same look, you know. Okay, motion, and then bring it back, and and they're, you know, the the defensive backfield shifting and uh, rotating. Right. After, after one time, don't you say, make sure he goes all the way across before you start that that movement. I mean, how do you get caught twice in that thing? Yeah. Two touchdowns. Yeah, oh, I man. think you you know we talk about spags and the calculated risks and the bangle and, and the blitzes and all those looks to go. Okay, you know, hey, yeah. I'm going to be susceptible to some big pass plays, but I don't have any other choice. I can't let them run it up the middle for eight yards every play, right? So that was a phenomenal, calculated, risky approach. And then on the other side, it was like, you know, to what you're saying, hey, wait, we might have to leave our comfort zone here a little bit, run the ball a little bit more because there's not a lot of advantages for us to, to be had here. I mean, really, again, the Eagles were the better team. We knew that. But not so much by so that a good game plan and that damn quarterback they got couldn't, you know, even the scales out, right? And the patience in the run game, I thought there might be a chance they could run on Philadelphia. It was one of the weaknesses of their team this year. As you know, this is one of the first year in Mahomes era where there was actually a run game that you had to respect to a degree with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yep. yeah, that was great and their patience and and willingness to do that and then the part you're talking about you know stopping the run an issue 
And I did a video on social media the week before the Super Bowl where I said, if there's one thing that concerns me with the Eagles' defense, it was motions and pre-snap motions and shifts all year long. I would write notes and watch games on film and go, the ball's being snapped and the linebacker's talking to people in the secondary. Or they're trying, right? So, you know, one, they're a little over-aggressive and going for the kill and having a lot of communications. Wait, and trips, we want to run this coverage. Oh, no, they motioned over here. Well, they do something different, and we want to run a different coverage and squash that. And it came back to bite them in this one. And the Chiefs kind of had a feel for what they were going to do how they overly aggressively, you know, reacted to some of those motions you talked about. They knew they were going to get that. And that's where, you know, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, great game planning and understanding the rules of the team you're playing uh, went a long way. And it just was, yeah, phenomenal plays right there, let alone a lot of other great things on that offensive side of the ball. So they score <clears throat> 24 points in the second half. Chiefs do 17 in the fourth quarter. Mahomes has one incompletion in the second half. Uh, throw so, away. Yeah, a throw right. away. That's it. Right. I mean, other than that, he is like uh, just on the and, – and he only threw uh, – you know, when's the last time Mahomes threw the ball under 30 times in a, in a yeah. significant game? Yeah. To me, it was almost like the reverse. It was like Philadelphia, Hurts had Mahomes numbers I was expecting to win a game, and Kansas City had – the Hurts number supporting the running game that I thought might get they they reversed it and still got the out got the outcomes they were looking for you know it's weird that that it's a, it is it's amazing it really is and it's what's amazing about the Kansas City Chiefs you know and I know they're the rivals of you you guys there in Cincinnati and it, it's right. a good one for sure you know yeah. but they they got a you know a quarterback just like the guy you got in Cincinnati that has a magic quality about him to just get it done the stats don't really ever tell the story. It's the magnitude of some of the plays and the completions and the moments in which he does it in. And see, to me, that's where the Chiefs are, special team, is like after forcing the field goal at the end of the half to only go down 24-14, it seemed like, you know, from that moment on, every big got a play, got a big play, got a habit moment kind of swayed to the Chiefs' side. And, you know, yeah, the numbers aren't great. Hey, when your defense returns a fumble for a touchdown, you lose a possession there. And then, you know, Kadarius Tony has a big punt return. You lose your opportunity to get some yards there. But to me, it was the moments. And again, in totality, we're, we the, the Eagles were the team. The Chiefs were the ones that had to change the way they played to even have a chance. And the fact that they pulled it off, uh, I'm still amazed. Like I said, I picked the Chiefs. But as I was sitting there late in the first quarter, second quarter, I was going, oh, man, oh, wow. But the Eagles <laughs> are even better than I gave them credit for. Like, they're, 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 they are better. It's, it's not even close. It's going to take something miraculous here for them to kind of pull this out. And the Chiefs, they've played in three Super Bowls, and they've been the lesser team in all three Super Bowls, and they've won two, in my opinion. And that's, that's freaking amazing. That, that is. That's a testament to the quarterback and – yeah, uh, when you when you get that when you get that cooking, I mean that that's just so. Okay, let's. That's great Super Bowl discussion. I could talk to you three hours about the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's I, a lot I, to I talk love, about. <laughs> I love talking football with you, man. So you, you mentioned the rivalry between the Bengals and the Chiefs and the two quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, Mahomes and Burrow. Uh, if 
in in your mind, Chris, who are the top three quarterbacks in the National Football League? And I, I you know, I know the season just ended. There's a lot, yeah. of, lot of things to ev- evaluate and and uh, you know re- recalibrate and all that sort of thing. But right now, as you sit here talking football, who, who are your top three guys at quarterback? Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen are the top three, right? Okay. And I think right now, if you evaluate this year, it's hard not to make Mahomes number one. I'd probably make Burrow number two with the way things were evaluated this year, the way he played. You know, Allen, Allen, of course, is still phenomenal. And right there in that class wasn't his best year. You know, and I think maybe there's some reasons for that. The elbow being sore. I would say he has the least help around him as compared to maybe the other great quarterbacks in the sport. But, you know, I look at those three and I feel like, you know, even those three separated themselves. I love Justin Herbert. He's right on the edge of that right there. I feel like Trevor Lawrence jumped into the top five, top six conversation, maybe in quarterback play. Right. Um, But I think those three right now for me and projecting a little to the 2023 season are, you know, the three best in the game. And uh, that's what's amazing about the AFC football right now. You you arguably have the five best quarterbacks in in the same conference. You know, you you look at uh, at Kansas City and they had so many rookies contribute. It's amazing. The the top three teams in terms of rookie games started are Houston – and Chicago, who have the first and second pick in the draft, then number three is Kansas City, who won the Super Bowl. It, they have so many rookies step up. So, I mean, it, that, yeah. that's what you got to do, right, when you have a quarterback that is going to eat up a good chunk of cap. You have to be able to develop guys, get some free agents, you know. But you right. got to do a good job in the draft, right? Yeah, definitely. Drafting and developing is going to be crucial when you have star quarterbacks like Burrow and Mahomes or, or Josh Allen. And then, yeah, you might have to cut ties with a guy that you meant. You go, damn, dude, we, I can't believe we got to cut this guy, right? I, we're going to trade Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah, okay, those are the decisions that had to be made to improve the rest of the football team. You know, and I, I'm, you know, Tyler Boyd there in Cincinnati, guys like that, T. Higgins, yeah, there's going to be decisions that have to be made. You can't keep everybody, right? right. But that is the amazing thing about the great quarterback and organizations right now. And I think, you know, the Bengals, you guys got the great quarterback and you're kind of on the precipice here of being one of the top organizations in football too. But uh, what you said about the Chiefs, it's pretty damn amazing. When you go, this is kind of a, it's kind of a rebuild year and they won the Super Bowl. You You look at their roster and the team that lost to the Bengals in the AFC Championship game and you look at it now and you go, damn, there's a lot of different players on the team. Holy cow, and they won the Super Bowl. So I have a feeling this won't be the last time we see Chiefs versus Bengals in the AFC Championship game or the divisional round or whatever big playoff game it is because they're just the quarterbacks. And then I think there's a talent for evaluating young talent as well in both organizations. Yeah, I think it's like a crazy number. The Chiefs had 24 of their 53 uh, guys on the roster were different this year as opposed to last year's uh, AFC Championship loss against the Bengals. Almost half. Right. Almost half. It's crazy. I went back. You know, I always go back when you guys played each other in the AFC Championship game. I went back and watched the AFC Championship game from the year before. Right? And we go back and watch it again. And I just – I went back and went, damn, holy crap. 
I mean, none of these guys were even on the team here in, in Kansas City. I, I it, it didn't really hit me until that moment. But, yeah, very impressive. And, you know, it's something they're going to have to continue to deal with, especially when, yeah, you got to pay Mahomes, got to pay Chris Jones, got to pay Travis Kelsey, probably going to have to pay Orlando Brown, their big left tackle, pretty big chunk of money here. So they got some jungling to do, that's for sure. You know, I real to, to the Super Bowl one more time as a former offensive lineman, I'm, I'm, I was so happy for the Chiefs O-line because the whole week, oh, my God, Philadelphia's pass rush. Oh, and what what do the Chiefs do? And and honestly, I give Andy Reid, Biennemi, all the coaches, they had backs in there. I mean, they helped, but the offensive line did a hell of a job when they had to match up one-on-one, and they had a great scheme in terms of protecting Mahomes, and he didn't throw it a ton. They ran the ball, all the, all the good things you have to do to make sure the offensive line can – do their job, but man, to not give up a sack. And I think less than a third of the time he was even pressured, you know, which is yeah, a phenomenal, right. phenomenal thing. I mean, that, that no, part a phenomenal of it, thing. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and no, Dave, that, that it's, it's, it was another big reason I kept trying to tell people like, Hey, the chief, you know, again, the Eagles are better in totality, but you know, it's a matchup league and it's a matchup league where I went, wait, Kansas City has some things about their team that make sense in the matchup, let alone the quarterback and the coach like we talked about. But, yeah, th- that's one thing I think was a little overlooked. One, you know, I was saying last week on Radio Row, I think the Eagles' pass rush is a little overrated. Again, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Right. But uh, I think people were talking about it a little bit like it was the greatest thing they'd ever seen, and I just wanted to be like, whoa, let's calm down a little bit there. And then I don't right. think people were quite given the Chiefs off the line the respect it deserved. You know, I know they don't run the ball a ton like you were talking about, but they ran it enough. And, yeah, they're built to, to protect the passer. That's what they're built to do. And then Andy Reid being an XO line coach, that's where I just went, man, I had a hard time thinking that blitzes and things like that were going to, you know, catch this group by, off guard, let alone see the Mahomes factor is – also something that doesn't go in the stat book, right? Hey, the Chiefs played a d- defense where they said, what the, the thing we're worried about second or third is Jalen Hurts. We're going to worry about something else first. So Hurts gets that. When you play Kansas City, it's always, wait, what do you do to stop Mahomes? How do we confuse Mahomes? How do we keep Mahomes in the pocket? Should we spy him? Should we do this? Should we do that, right? And Mahomes' great talents, you, you can't play zone because they'll pick it apart just like Joe Burrow. and then. You want to play man, but it's scary because you know he's a good, aggressive, down-the-field thrower. You don't want him to sit in the pocket all day, but he's the greatest blitz quarterback in the history of football, so you can't blitz him. So the Eagles are a team that wants to rush five primarily through the year, but they were playing the one team where they went, wait, we got to be a little risky. It's a little risky rushing five against this guy. That's one less guy in coverage. That's one less guy on – first down when he runs up the middle for a 20-something yard game, right? And now that backer, that safety is not sitting in the middle of the field ready to tackle him. That's the Mahomes factor. And that's why he's an all-time great and a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I, the stats don't don't always say all the value he has to that team. And I feel, I feel like people have lost – I've seen more good articles the last few days written about Jalen Hurts, and he lost the Super Bowl – with one of the biggest blunders in Super Bowl history, and over the guy that was Mahomes, who was quarterbacking the lesser team and pulled off an upset, and yet the other guy who was up by 10 
and blew the second time in a 10-point lead. We talk about him like he won the Super Bowl. It's a little frustrating to me, honestly, Dave. It does. I don't get it. I can understand that 100,000%. You know, the final yeah. thing is, as a former lineman, when I look at what how Andy Reid and Biennemi, how they called the game and how the uh, the Chiefs executed it, I can't yeah. remember third and eight. It was second and short, third and short, second and medium. I mean, one of the touchdown drives, they never got the third down. I'm like, that takes right. care of pass rush. No pass exactly. rush. Exactly. I mean, right. we're talking about we're ahead of the chains. We're handling down the distance. I was like, man, these guys have a shot now. They have a shot. And no, and no, no it's a great point by you. You're exactly right. Only eight third downs the whole game, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and to what you're talking about, yeah, extended periods of time of not even having a third down. And then here's another great thing that they overcame in the game. The Chiefs were, I believe, either the worst or second worst third and short football team in all of football this year. Wow. And then there they were in this game, and they converted some really big third and shorts. Right. Whether it was run, pass, the, the Pacheco outside run on the last drive, right, because they were expecting yep. them to run up the middle. Right. So yep. that was a great job by them and kind of self-scouting themselves and realizing, wait, we got to improve in this area if we want to be this great team in the Eagles. So, obviously, Chris, it's a quarterback league, no question about it. The Bengals can start – uh, negotiating with Joe Burrow uh, with the contract extension sooner yeah. rather than later, right? I mean, every hour you wait, the price is going up. I mean, Mike, yeah, you got to right. get it done now and set a budget, right? I mean, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would think so. Get it for the low a little bit. I don't get, you know, like Josh Allen or Mahomes, I don't get the sense that Joe Burrow wants to hold the organization's feet over the fire for every penny he can get. He understands the big picture here that he needs to keep some of these guys around him to you know, to make him look good, to win football games, all of that. So, yeah, and to your point, you get it done. And see, this is where I feel bad for Baltimore because they can't plan their future. You know, they're like, they got a lump sum of money just sitting there like, wait, it's for Lamar if he takes it, but we don't know how much we can spend for this guy or that guy or this guy because we got to keep this here. And yeah. that's the beauty of getting the contract done early, like Allen or Mahomes did. So, yeah, I would expect for them to to figure this out fairly shortly. And and you know, like I said, I I don't look at Burrow, you know, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. I think they're the type of guy that go, okay, wait, if my career's over and I have three hundred million in the bank, is it really matter that I missed out on three hundred and forty million in the bank? I mean, fuck. You're still buying a yacht and whatever else you want in life, right? So, sorry, I just dropped the F-bomb. My bad there, Dave. That's all right. We'll get it. <laughs> all right. You got no, me I'm all re- riled up there. <laughs> no, I got you. That's, I, I love it. I love love your passion. Love everything about you. So, yeah, it's – I mean, the, the, the Bengals and the Chiefs and other – I mean, it's like Joe Burrow has said, the window – the window's as long as my career, as long as I'm here. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you, you agree with that, right? I mean, it is. Oh, I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, the, the value of, of that kind of quarter, you know, the one thing, hey, forget on the, on the field, all the right plays, all the right pl- throws, you know, big throws, everything that's there to ha- be had. And then, of course, like we were just talking about with Mahomes, you know, to me, the other thing is, is, I mean, how many plays did I watch this year and I go, whoa, the defense won, the defense won. Oh, Joe Burrow still got a 20 yard completion. 
Oh, the defense won. The defense, oh, I don't know how he got out of that. Whoa, 20-yard gain. There, there's The value of that is, you know, priceless, let alone the confidence and the mojo he gives your team when you walk out in the field. It just doesn't matter. You go, wait, we got a chance to win. Number nine's here. Number nine's here. We can win today. It doesn't matter who we're playing. And that's what the great quarterback does, just like we saw in the Super Bowl the other day. One team was better. But the other team was really, really good and had Mahomes, and he could make up for some of those holes that were missing. And Philadelphia had to worry about all the things he does and everything like that, and that equaled the game out a little bit. Unbelievable. Well, that was the fastest half hour or so of my life. Damn, it was. I mean, <laughs> that, that flew by. And, and appreciate you carving time because I know you're in demand because of your excellence and uh, – Appreciate you uh, visiting with us. It was a blast. Have the best day you ever had, my man. Always. You're the man, Dave. And we'll we'll get back together. I know we got to talk about some free agency. We got some drafts. So we'll make that happen at some point. But, damn, your Bengals team, they don't need a whole lot of players. They should be pretty damn good. Just a, some icing on the, t- on the, the top of the cake, really. Uh, it's a, or some future, future free agent signing and draft picks just to bail death and for what's coming down the road. That's the, where the Bengals are. So that's exciting for that organization. But thanks for having me, Dave. Like the way you talk, my man. Appreciate you, Chris. <laughs> See you, man. Be good. Dave Lapham here. And every day, I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.